Don't panic. We got a great show in store for you today. In the wise words of the illustrious police cop in the Dark Knight Rises. Boy, do we we got a show for you tonight. So, ladies and gentlemen, listening to the Vigilante 1939 podcast, we are part of the Let's Go Podcast Network. Pop culture, wet out the pop. V39 is back. That's right. But my name is Nick Zanning and it's Always, I can never do these shows alone. You guys would be very, very bored if that was the case. So, thankfully, I'm joined by Nico Caruso and his father, Nicholas Caruso Jr. And, 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 got a very, very special guest here in store for you guys today. He had us on his show, so we are returning the favor, and he's going to be on our show. He is the uh, host of a little show called uh, TBC, TBBC, excuse me. TBBC. Yeah. <laughs> The, uh, the Batman Book Club, and he is a contributor to Batman on Film. We have Ryan Lauer. Ryan, how are you doing, sir? Uh, great, gentlemen. Thank you for having me on. This is, uh, this is lovely. I enjoyed having all three of you on my show um, on two separate episodes, and it's good to be, good to be here. Your guys' oh, backgrounds are so much better than mine right now. <laughs> Well, you, you know what? It's a work in progress. It's it's a it's a work in progress. We don't do video. We do audio, but you're the background we want. There it is. There it is. There. You can't see what he's awesome. doing, but he has something cool. I, I just I just put my Lego Batman cowl on my shoulder and, and just for eyes only. For our eyes only. So yeah. I hope our audience is ready to get out their library cards tonight because we're going to the Batman library with Hey-o. Mr. Lauer, spelled like lower. Fun fact, yes. he, he is a go. fellow member. He's actually, I think, I might get this wrong. He is our first guest that's cool. He's our closest guest to us. Yeah, he's our closest guest to us. He's from Indiana, but also is from the city of, of Chicago as well. So the That's Midwest right. is coming to take over because until now, Garrett was the closest, right? In yep. Minnesota. Ah, Ryan, take that, Garrett. Yep. <laughs> and now Ryan's right here, just a few hours away. So very happy to have you. It was an honor to be on your show, which is blowing up. It's outstanding. And yeah, we it. wanted stop to get it. all of us in the same place. It's true. It's true. It's true. So we wanted to get all of us in the same place. And what's cool is we're just going to talk about some nonsense, which is the best if, way to do a show. If I can comment on how close we are, I'm actually two blocks north two blocks east of uh, all of our favorite Major League Baseball team, Chicago Cubs. Yeah, I believe crazy. all four of us um, just yes. diehard um, Cubs fans. We, we, are, all we, of are, us. we are south side, baby. South that side, is. which is the he's, right side. Who are on that. obliterating baseball right now. Uh-huh. We, yeah, we'll see. That's right, baby. Chicago White Sox. Sox-tober. Can't come soon enough. We got DC <laughs> fandom. And we're gonna have socks tober, baby. Oh, boy, what have I done? I apologize. What have I done? No, 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 no. It's us. That's all right. It's us there versus him, Ryan. It's us versus him. There you go. Wow, Ryan, Ryan, Ryan. I gotta, I gotta open up with a very, very fun question before we get down into business. Because you asked us 
a very important question when you had us on your show. So I'm going to ask you a very important question because I'm starting a new tradition now. Every time we have a guest, I want to know what your favorite episode of Batman Beyond is, Ryan. <laughs> Batman Beyond? That's right. <laughs> the the, uh, it's, it's the very first episode of Batman Beyond. Oh, yeah. It's my favorite and, and episode. What, what's, of the, what's the name of it? What's the name of the episode? So, like, I, I believe that Batman Beyond was a an animated show that first launched in 1999. Am I right? Like, I'm, I just want to educate the people here. Uh, Rebirth, uh, actually. Rebirth. <laughs> oh, I, I'm, I'm One in- yeah. That's the best Googling skills oh, yeah. I've seen. I know. I Wikipedia is, is right on the money on that one. I, I know it's two part, a two part episode, but I call it as one because it's Rebirth. That's yeah. my favorite Batman Beyond episode. Just sure. it right, off the, right off the bat. Yeah. I give him credit. He's so good. I kind of believed him at first. Like, I'm not going to lie. He had me going for a sec. He's like, oh, yeah. I came on. I'm, I'm like, okay, he's got the year. <laughs> he's got the year, so you must know. You, you had know, me. Like, you had just... me. You had me. Oh, oh. Start, start calling you Ryan the Whittler Lauer over here. You had oh, me. Oh, hey. There you go. I'll take but, it. There you go. So, Ryan, now let's get down to business here. So, the first okay. thing that I want to do is, uh, I opened a show that you had us uh, all on your show already, which is the Batman Book Club. And we love origin stories here at our show. So I think it would be really, really cool mm-hmm. if you could let everybody know what, why, why the Batman Book Club. You know, I mean, you're a smart guy. You know comics. Out of any podcast that you could have started, why was it the Batman Book Club that you wanted to start? Well, I was sitting in, uh, in my room looking at all of my, my books and I didn't know what to do with myself and my life. And it was in the dark and I had a bell in my left hand and then a, a mic came breaking through my window and landed in front of me. And I said, I shall start a podcast. So that's, that's 100% factual, of course. Um, but I guess if you want a more interesting story, I have been a nerd for the dark night my entire life. Uh, I love Batman comics. Um, I don't usually get to talk about them. Uh, I know I contribute to Batman on film and I've written reviews for uh, quite a few years now for the site. But as far as the podcasting goes with there, you know, it's Batman on film. So it's usually pertaining Mm -hmm. to, you know, the, the film, the film side. And I wanted to talk more comics. Sometimes we got to, and that was great. Uh, but I wanted to talk more. And so I started to think, what if I started a podcast? So uh, would anybody be interested? Uh, and then I found some other nerds who do enjoy Batman comics as well. And then once you dive into the nerd community, there are endless amounts of nerds everywhere. Oh, and yeah. all nerds love Batman. So I found out that it was uh, not that hard to ask if people would be very generous with their time and come on the show and, mm-hmm. and talk about uh, talk about Batman comics. And so um I was really circling the drinks. I was feeling very overwhelmed of like, I don't know, is like, is it going to be, it's going to be really hard. And finally I took some advice of some people that had been podcasting. They're just like, dude, just do it. Just start it. You'll figure it out. It's fine. And that was the best advice that I received. So I just, I kicked it off. Our boy, Justin Kowalski um, Mm -hmm. helped me, helped me with some of the launch, some launch stuff. Another friend drew some show art and then Justin helped with some show art as well. And then we just got up and going and it is it has been a machine. And as I found out last year, what a great year to actually start it because yeah. it actually launched about one week before the craziness ramped up to an 11. 
Yeah. So yeah. it just started and it really, I think for me, it was a nice creative outlet to keep mm-hmm. my mind off of the, uh, the, the wild year of 2020. And then, um, yeah. And I guess that's as what a boring story. I'm going to stick no, to this first great. one. No, I was in my study. No, 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 a mic came no. flying through. That one's you know what? It's such a great story because you're so right. That's how I discovered your show because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. I mean, if things were normal, I would have discovered it at some point, but I had a lot of time on my hands and I remember going, I, I think I saw it on Twitter when you did that penguin affair story with Pete. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so you're absolutely right, man. The timing, the timing just fit well with the fact that all of us were kind of stuck at home. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, I, I think it's an outstanding show. It's wonderful. You do a great job and there's nobody better. There, there's certainly not a lack of stories with Batman. I, I said sure. that when I was on your show, he, uh, he's got quite a volume yeah. of, of literature, you know, I mean, if you're going to pick somebody, he is the best. Mm-hmm. And what's cool too, is like what you said is once you dive in this community, it's endless. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, yeah. and we've, we really got the, the, to really experience what that is because when the pandemic really kicked up is when we got really involved with let's go and how we got to meet all of you. Like we first met you at, at, at the fandom show when you were trying to find the dome. Um, still but, looking for it. I'm still, looking, still looking for it. For I'm it. Gonna <laughs> get a second chance. Yeah. Gonna have a shot. You got plenty of time. Maybe this year. Got, yeah. five, got five months to go on. All right. But like, it's just cool though, because prior to us actually meeting and us being on the show with like Eric and Pete and Garrett and everyone for the first time is we, the shows and the support was already starting to blend into each other. So we, so we were starting to see your show and listen to your show. Cause I think we were listening to the Batman book club before we met. Oh yeah. I put it yeah. together when we saw you swimming to find the dome. <laughs> when I went to Atlantis, <laughs> I was like, Oh yeah, it's, it's, that's, that's Ryan from the Batman book club. Well, well, for me, the first show that I heard again, Pete was on, but we didn't even know Pete. No, 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 no. Not I yet. didn't even know yeah. Pete once, once again, mm-hmm. until that, until that fandom show last August, exactly. which is crazy. So mm-hmm. it's crazy to think a year ago, we, wow. we yeah. didn't really know each other. Now we, we, we interact actually, a lot. <laughs> I learned about you guys because of the, the love letters that Zeddy was emailing into the show for Garrett Grepp. That Darth Vader oh, yeah. episode <laughs> is the greatest episode of the Batman book club. No. <laughs> His number one fan was writing in, and I was like, Gary, you've got to come on for a QA. There's yeah, this guy. Yeah, Garrett, I love you, man. They call him the Zeddy. Uh, <laughs> he is all about you, and he's got some questions. And then the love blossomed from there. Absolutely. <laughs> Ryan was just like, I, wait, he doesn't have one question. No, he doesn't have two. Wait, he gives no. me a whopping three part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, this is loaded. This is loaded. So uh, I hope you got the answers you were seeking. There you go. I absolutely did. No, I mean, just to kind of go off. Uh, my two co-hosts here. I mean, I, I do. I'm very fancy that, you know, you started the Batman book club book club because, you know, it really is just su- such a great it's such a great idea. So, you know, I mean, like there's a plethora of Batman stories that you can pull from. You'll never be looking for something not not to discover mm-hmm. and, and review. Right. I mean, that's just the great part about it. And I even told you when you had me on like your show, I mean, something like the Penguin Affair. I had no idea was even a bargain. Mm-hmm. And had I not listened to your show probably wouldn't have checked it out on DC Universe. Mm-hmm. So I think that's obviously the upside is, especially for people that haven't even read the long Halloween 
or Dark oh. Victory or Year yeah. One. You know, Peter Vera, read the Long Halloween. Come on, please, <laughs> please, Pete. There's a movie coming out. Yeah, there's a movie. Yeah. And what's cool? What's cool too is I, I forgot to bring this up when we were on your show because me and my dad were talking about it uh, right before we came on. Yours is like, what's cool about you? Your show is you don't really except for if something is really hot at the time, like the three jokers was, you're not really tied down to anything time-wise. Like mm -hmm. no news will ever get old or no comic will ever get old. Cause a lot of them are out and you get to spread out your shows the way you want. And then mm -hmm. yeah. it's even great for the audience. Cause like, I haven't read some of the stories that you've done, but I know once I'm done, I could just go and find them. I don't have to read it and get it done because I, your episode has to come out and then it goes away. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I think that's the coolest part of it is it's all there. Mm -hmm. the, o the only question I wanted to ask before we keep going is how do you plan out when you're going to do stories? Like, <laughs> is it when people are available? Because of course he's got the big ones, he's mm -hmm. got the middle ones and he's got super low key ones. So how, how have you balanced? Cause I'm very curious because we, we talk all the time because all we do is talk about all this mm -hmm. nerd stuff. We're, we're like, how does he because I feel like it would be so tempting to do all the big ones right away. But well, it's funny that you mentioned you restrain, Yeah. I, there's a lot of things to comment here. Uh, so to touch on the point you just made of the big ones. So it just so happened to work out that my three guests, the first three guests for the show were Pete, Eric Holzman, AKA Aquaman and <laughs> Garrett Grev. And Pete wanted to do year one. Eric wanted to do long Halloween and Garrett wanted to do Dark Victory. And I'm like, holy crap, like that's that's a trilogy almost, you know? Like yeah. that's the perfect yeah. place to start the show, per perfect place for yeah. anybody who's never read it to get started on Batman comics and stuff. So that just happened to work out uh, like that. And our boy, Justin Kowalski, he loves to look for the, um, what do you want to say? The uh, the rarities, the rare ones. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, which he opened my eyes to a story called Batman Thrill Killer that I'd never read before. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's what he first came on and talked about. And what and that was like, that's where the show worked for me. What I'm hoping the show does for others mm -hmm. of it introduces hopefully this uh, stories to people that haven't read them yet. Like you said, the Penguin Affair. And here it is for Justin. He picked Thrill Killer, a book that I'd never read before. So I got to read it for the first time and he got to hear my reaction for the first time. So it's kind of like, it's, it works both ways. And I love it when that happens. Uh, I always had a goal. For, I wanted the show to be evergreen uh, because yeah. then it works anytime. Like, Hey, mm -hmm. I'm dropping an episode on Monday. I've never read it. That's fine. It'll be there for you whenever you get around. Exactly. To it. exactly. And then there's going to be another one. The next episode might be one that you have read, mm -hmm. you know, and um so that was kind of the idea of what I, what I wanted to do. The lineup, it just works with the guests. Um, the, I try to plan out ahead. So I don't know exactly the placement of, I just know these next, these are the next three people. Okay. They're going to be recorded here, here, here. That next one, let me reach out to him <laughs> make sure he doesn't pick one of those three stories. Mm -hmm. So that then that's, okay. that's kind of how, that's cool. I get that lined up so that we're not duplicating and say, I ask you to come back and you want to pick this story. And then it's the Zeddy. Then I get to be like Zeddy, you and Nico, you guys got to fight it out. You guys sure. have to have a wrestling match. Um, whoever gets the first Stone Cold Stunner wins. Stone Cold. 
Susan. Oh, we're, we're, we'll, we'll, we'll do it over milk. Don't worry. That's yeah. cool. Okay, That's cool. Uh, yeah, no, but uh, thank you for answering that question. Yes. I, I, I was just totally curious. Just oh, bless you. Bless you, sir. You yes. I'll, I'll answer any questions. I'm trying and to you, are, you are doing the end of the month current with people. Yeah. I really like cool. That's yeah. a new thing, but that's great too, because you're now allowing people to know kind of what's current, what's going on and giving your opinions. Cause there's so many, there's so many books out now. It gets confusing. If, if you didn't like it, you'd tell me, right. Of course I can take it. Okay. Cause I want, yeah. I want feedback on that since it's such oh, yeah. a new idea and mm -hmm. it's different from like all the it. other episodes every month. And yeah. Pete and I were both like, Pete reads, he reads so many comics and it's, mm -hmm. he stays up to date on Batman comics. And I know this and he and I would do little talks back and forth. I'm like, you know, what if, what if we make that part of a monthly segment of the Batman book and we just do an episode all about that month's Batman comics? Cause then it can keep us like talking about the fresh stuff. And I'm like, I hope people like it because I usually do everything's evergreen. So it's not time sensitive. This maybe is a little bit more time sensitive. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if sure. people will like that. And I've gotten some feedback and it's been, people have been very, very kind and, uh, and they enjoy that. So we're going to keep going. Whereas if we got a lot of feedback, they're like, no, we don't like this. And yeah. we'd obviously stop, but it's something Pete and I enjoy doing. And so that's, uh, that's nice to hear that you like it too. It's good. I love it. It's yeah. good. And what's cool though, is I, I still in a way think it can be evergreen though, because there's some comics we get that I read super quick because mm -hmm. I review them for let's go with some I let pile up a little bit yep. so i've let some of i've let some of the batman titles pile up a little bit so now once i'm done with those i got a segment of shows with you and pete our paisan i mean that's what's right, better yeah. than that that's <laughs> that's an incentive to listen anyway when it's you both so i mean that's mm -hmm. gonna get my ears i'm not sure about anyone well else. he's also he's he's loved to get into this habit in these episodes of making fun of the way that i intro my show I don't know if you've listened to some of the recent. I love you. Um, I know, but I love your intro. <laughs> he 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 loves to make fun of my intro. So then I think the Aww. the last time, uh, the last time I think I had three false starts, and I was oh. just like, "You you bastard! You're in my head now." You're like, oh, I, didn't do it. I didn't even do anything. You know. Well, well, he's uh, a hard like his intro is hard to top when he does that. Yeah. Oh geez, I mean, Bob, Bob Barker over there. Yeah. When I subbed for Eric one, Joan, like I couldn't see him because I forget what what recording thing they use. But when he did that, I had to like wait for him to end. I'm like, when is? Oh my god! When I was when I when I was on their show, I I got to see it. We did Zoom, and they usually oh, never did Zoom, and so we zoomed, and I saw it. And then oh Eric was god. just all giggles during the whole <laughs> thing, and I'm laughing during it too because I got to see him do it do it live and i'm like oh that's good stuff oh, how much water perfect. must that guy drink after he does an intro like that i don't know because that's man. us that's a not water imagine, imagine giving a speech <laughs> the next day after doing an intro like that not water. Oh, he's a funny. he's a seasoned he's a seasoned vet man. he's he's got lung capacity absolutely take much that however much. you want <laughs> much love, yeah much love brother pete <laughs> absolutely absolutely oh man so right, daddy we've we've had some some great tomfoolery here. What's what do you want to talk about? Yeah, it's time to yeah. get serious now. Yeah, I'll tighten my, my bootstraps. Ready to go. Check yeah, out the Batman Book serious. Club. Ryan, I'll plug it at the end. If you don't, I will find out, and don't make me find out. But <laughs> <laughs> so let's get into a nice little nitty gritty of topics here because we got a nice one that uh, we all came up with, and that is the illustrious topic of a a recent debate that seems to have been reignited over the last just few weeks in general and that is superman 
versus Batman on the film side. So, mm, mm. Ryan, I am going to kick this one off to you, and then I'm going to kick it over to the Caruso, because I think we got a nice little variety of, you know, we got the guy that's been seen, that's seen it all. We got the two that have kind of lived through the history, and then we got kind of Ryan that uh, kind of <laughs> Batman for Corbin. Kind of, kind of. Um, I love that. Then we got this extra guy. We got this, <laughs> guy here, you know? we got this, this one. <laughs> so, uh, so wow, I want to kick this one off to you. So why why do you think Batman seems to keep getting the priority over Superman? And you know, like like what what happened somewhere between letting Batman and Superman kind of be on the same playing field a little bit? Like like why why do you why do you think that is? All right. If we happen to disagree on anything, just let me know. Love you three guys is nothing but a uh, Your podcast nothing, sucks. Res- respect <laughs> respectfully disagree if we disagree. No, of course. And I am not out here. I love the Man of Steel. I love Superman. He's he's a great guy, and he's uh probably of the of all DC's heroes, Batman's best friend. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just think there's something with the complexity of Batman that just happens to, uh, just what do you want to say? It just hits the right the right notes for mm-hmm. an audience. There's just something about that, and. I think Superman can be, he can just be very tricky uh, because we all know that he's the granddaddy of superheroes, mm-hmm. but he, there's just something that's, that's just not hitting, hitting with, with audiences. I'm sure it hits a lot of us fans, right? Mm-hmm. But whether like us, us nerds, but <laughs> I think we also need to know that like we're, the general audience is much larger than us mm-hmm. comic fans. So mm-hmm. of course uh, the approach is to, we need to try and make ev- like match everybody's expectations and hit everybody's notes, not just a smaller portion. And I'm, I think Batman is also, he's just so complex and Superman is there's interesting aspects to his story. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that there have been, there's been attempts to match earlier times that were very successful and it mm-hmm. didn't really hit the right notes. And then there's been attempts to make him temper, like contemporary, yeah. like through yeah. today's yeah. eyes. And it's that, just yeah. not hitting there either. Yeah. Batman has kind of just, he's been a little all over the place and there there's it's just working so you go to the 89 batman movie it was such an event and it's totally not realistic with you know with society but there's some atmospheric and just kind of haunting and brooding about it and then you take the dark knight trilogy that is very much in line with today's or at the time and very realistic that was the approach is bringing him into today's world and be realistic with it and that hit all of the notes and then you had almost a little bit of like a blend i think in what came post the dark knight trilogy and the i don't think the movies themselves were recepted as well but i think the performance from affleck as batman was almost yeah. unanimous that that was a good performance yeah. so Batman's I mean and you just look at the character of Batman in his comic book history and the different the different genres he's worked kind of in in everything 
Yeah. Even as much as you want to laugh at the 97 Batman and Robin, it's like that was an updated version of the 60s series, yep. which was insanely popular, which also saved Batman from them pulling the plug. Mm-hmm. So there's just something about he can he can fit into any environment and Superman, it just seems like Superman can't. Yeah. No. That's my long answer. That's a good answer, know. man. How, <laughs> I'm not trying to follow that answer. That's like the answer. I mean, <laughs> well said, right? To kind of put it in perspective, it it's it kind of is that Batman is more layered and interesting. Yeah. I think as a character, because he's human because of what happened to him than Superman. See, like when I look at Superman, like, so I was around when those initial movies came out and it was a big deal in 1978 in the sequel. And he had a great nine or 10 year decade run there. Now the last few movies were were terrible. And I apologize to anybody that likes three or four, you're more than welcome to it. But (laughs) at that time, I know myself Mm -hmm. and my friends were like, enough is enough. You know, we were like, we want to see Batman now, enough of Superman. So it's weird that like his greatest time is back then. And they've never really known what to do with him. And I think that they sat on him for so long. And then when they did come back with Superman Returns, it was like a continuation of those stories, mm-hmm. which was a horrible idea. Uh, Roth was cast great, but everybody else was terrible. And then, you know, Snyder and Nolan really tried to dark Knight trilogy him right with man of steel. I mean, they, they brought him into the real world and, and like Ryan said, for some reason it didn't resonate. So I look at the character and I'm just like, I don't know what you do with him. Mm-hmm. I don't know because I do disagree with a lot of our fellow podcasters that want to go back to the Reeves era and make a movie like that. Cause I still don't think you can make a movie like that today. And just have it be all hunky-dory, goody-two-shoes Superman. You can't. The world is not like that. And that's why those movies are very dated. So it's hard. You know, maybe the approach they're taking with a new character, uh, make him a person of color. I think they're probably headed down the right road with that. But Batman, I mean, we've got these Reeves moves, movies coming, which I think are going to be outstanding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're going to have, probably have a nice long run with that. And then after that, we're going to have another variation of them. So Batman is the gift that keeps giving. I I don't know. I, I don't want to. Spend for, for me, um, I, I, I think it's a great combination of what Ryan said. It's so perfectly and you added to it really nicely. I think there's also this weird factor that I, I'm not sure if anyone's ever said this, but I also think. And it, it, it kind of comes down to Batman's cooler. Um, not to like, not to sound juvenile or like, I don't know what I'm talking about, but like you look at like Batman 89, when Batman came on the scene like that, like Batman 89 is still badass. Like Batman 89 is dope. Like you could probably show Batman to people our age or kids in high school and they'll think it's cool. Mm-hmm. The Superman thing is harder for people this younger generation to watch they're more dated i mean there's even people my age i'll argue with who won't watch the original star wars trilogy because they say it looks bad because it's old so i think when they tried the snyder because the return things the returns thing clearly didn't work so i think when the snyder thing happened snyder tried to make it cool and dark and edgy and it worked for like you said ryan the fans but 
when you looked at what Marvel was doing at the time, the audience was so used to the movies not looking like that. So there was a lot going into play. I was okay. Now Superman's cool and darker. It's also Superman. Oh, it's not like these Avengers films we just got. The most interesting thing though, is like you said, Ryan, a lot of the performances in the Snyderverse were praised that Batman's already getting the redo with top tier talent in front of and behind and next to the cameras. Whereas like Superman, where is he? And I wonder, is it really that Cavill thing that he's just so hard and he's, he kept trying to stronghand the studio, et cetera, et cetera. Or were they just like, Oh, we did this and we did that. And uh, everyone loved gal. And then we made her movie and then it was great. So we made another one. And then people like that Jason guy and Holy crap, he made Aquaman work. And now people like Aquaman. So are we at a point now where Aquaman and Wonder Woman and all these other heroes are cooler than Superman? Because a lot of the MCU is cool. There's a coolness factor, especially with heroes like Tony Stark, especially with the technology and the culture. (laughs) Stop it with Aunt May. Stop it. Wait, wait, wait. Aunt Man or Aunt May? Ant Man, Ant Man. Oh, Ant Man! I say Ant Man. I was going to go on a Spider Man rant and say, "Well, don't yeah, Ant Man." Really trying to make Ant May cool, yeah, yeah. Um, But like, there's a coolness fact that like all all these heroes have this cool stuff, these cool gadgets, and then Batman has that. And then I think Wonder Woman and Aquaman were like lucky lightnings and bottles Um, for their own reasons. They were the first time seeing something, whereas Superman is more familiar. Where I think it's. Batman always is the gift that keeps on giving, but he's also, I mean, he's Batman. He's Hmm. to a lot of today's youth. He's still a really cool superhero. And I feel like in Gen Z and whatever Gen is next, the, like the new one, like Superman isn't even in their stratosphere. Hmm. So that's what I think it is too, is a studio going, how can we make this cool for the younger people? It wasn't the edgy way. I don't think it's that Reeves way. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's decently working on TV where it has its niche audience. Let's keep it there. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know, Zeddy. How about you? Because you're 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 the of us four. You're the big Superman guy. Yeah. Learn you, us. Learn you, us here. You, you might you you might school us all here. And take uh, WB. Take the WB. Our thoughts on WB yeah. out of it. Right? <laughs> yeah. Because we're, not, we're not, not here no. to yell about WB. Because we're that's not the approach. Yeah. No. I because mean, that's not what the question was. Yeah. That's not uh, it. Because I still don't think. I think recently it could be why, but that's not why. <laughs> no. Historically, this because it's from 2006 till now we're talking about. Yeah. No, and and I think we kind of almost might have answered it a few weeks ago when we talked about the idea of a black Superman kind of existing in this world. I think it's an interesting question because I don't really know if there's an actual answer to yeah. the philosophy behind it other than I don't know, maybe on one hand do we get Batman 89 without Superman 78? Maybe. I can see the approach to kind of that kind of science be- being in there too, but the point where I make is I just don't think Warner Brothers has ever really treated Superman with care the same way that they've treated Batman because my all my interpretations of Superman have really came on the TV side. All the really great ones, that is. You know, like the Fleischer cartoon, Superman the Animated Series, The Adventures of Lois and Clark, Superman and Lois right now, which, which is kicking ass on the CW and is obviously making Superman, I guess, cool and fun again every Tuesday. So I'm on the side, yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's kind of hard because, you know, how do you do a character justice when he's never really been done, I guess, justice before? You know, I mean, the Wii films were great at the time, but like you guys said, they're a little bit dated. 
Ralph failed because they didn't know what to do with him. They wanted to make Christopher leave again. And how do you care about Superman when you digitalize his face in a Justice League movie? So I just think that it's when, when you're putting Batman and Superman next to each other, it's just Batman trumps over him because it's just the way it's always been. And it's so hard to get people to relate to Superman when you don't have a studio that backs him in the same way as your number one. It, mm-hmm. It's just the way it is. I mean, Superman's, I guess, their TV guy, and that's fine. They, they must think that he's, like, really relatable in front of a TV audience. Mm-hmm. I get it. And Batman's just, you know, numero uno. He keeps the lights on at the place. He's always going to get... <laughs> He's always going to get the care. I, I get it, but it's, you know, the world's finest. I, on the one hand, it's cool that Batman's always treated with the utmost respect and care because he should be. But on the frustrating side, being the Superman fan that I am, it's like, well, why can't Superman get that same level of care and respect as Batman does? Because it's Batman and Superman is when you think of DC, right? Yet people always navigate towards Batman because they know that Batman has the better, like, I guess backlog of stuff to think about. You know, like if you're if you're gonna ask me, does somebody want to watch the Dark Knight trilogy, or do they want to watch Man of Steel or Superman seventy eight? They want to watch the Batman films, right? Because it's just it's just it's just the way it is. Now, Superman and Lois might change things, but it's still a TV show, and you're still really limiting yourself in in a sense. Mm-hmm. So now, remember know. how I said, but, yeah, that I love you guys, and this is uh, respectfully disagree. <laughs> this isn't disagreeing. This is just a counterpoint of I do think that that he was given care and it's just the feedback of what they have produced is just this route isn't clicking with fans because Superman. I mean, it's not like they they microed the budget. I mean, Man of Steel was two hundred twenty five million dollars. Yeah, like so they they put money in into that. The Superman Returns. I believe made more money than Batman Begins did, mm-hmm. but the reception of Batman Begins was just so much better that gave them the the uh, confidence to pursue. Whereas the the feedback on Superman Returns was just like, we just can't roll the dice on yeah. you know another two hundred million dollars on a movie like that. So that's like I can understand like not being fully aggressive with Superman. Sure. Uh, I can understand that kind of criticism, uh, but I can also understand like the expensive rolling of the dice for this idea that I'm just sure. for almost like a character that is kind of to our expectations underperforming mm-hmm. like that. Those are expensive chances to take in which, I mean, coulda, woulda, shoulda. I, I, as much as I love Batman and Ben Affleck's Batman in BVS, if they would have just rolled the dice and done a direct Man of Steel 2, I think in that could have maybe given that opportunity for mm-hmm. fans to invest more in this, yeah, this version yeah. of Superman. And who knows, maybe it could have done it, maybe it could have changed a lot of a lot of stuff. Whereas, you know, yeah. Affleck says in BBS of like you write a puff piece every time he he saves a cat out of a tree it's like well if we could have gotten the, the film where all he's doing is saving cats out of trees people love animal rescue stories like yeah, yeah, that yeah, could have yeah. like that could have helped to where that point. darkness of bvs could have like it could have hurt to see a lot more of superman of course it hurt us because we love superman um yeah. like that's just like one idea of mm-hmm. 
they're they're I just don't feel like they're getting that. This is a no brainer. We continue yeah. with Superman, except for through Superman and Lois, like you said, which is also really interesting. I'm like, how is that show TV show a fraction of the budget of a Superman live action movie? And yet it seems like like I haven't looked at every single person who's ever seen it, their review, but the yeah. reviews are overwhelmingly positive. Yeah. Yeah. So what are they doing on a small scale? For a larger than life character that seems to be working on at like and such a great level, you know? Sure. Yeah. Let's okay, then let's maybe stay on this subject then. So let's stay on the topic of Superman then, because I know Ryan doesn't always get a chance to talk about the man of steel. So, like obviously we know that Superman can work on the small screen because that's where mm-hmm. he's had most of his success, arguably. Can he work in 2021 and beyond? Can he work? on the big screen you know is it is it a creative thing is it is it who whoever who's ever is wearing you know the capes and tights you know what like what what is like that rubik's cube to making superman work like ryan i'll stick to you and then i want to get the caruso's answer on this one i think they need a they need a an emotional seed of a story uh you know the the dark knight trilogy the I mean, because that's their framework, like which rightfully so. What worked in that time period? Why did those three movies hit the right notes? Mm-hmm. And at the core of Batman Begins was fear. Okay, what can fear do? Fear just starts like go. What do you want to say? Like leading off into different paths for di- uh, tons of different elements of that story. Mm-hmm. I don't know that you can find one with Man of Steel. You know. Like, sure, it's like, well, he's thinking about how he's an orphan and then he's thinking about dealing with today's world and he's thinking about hiding. And it's like, yes, yes and yes. But like inside, what's the emotional core? What's where is that? What's that seed that's been planted there? Um, Because anybody can film action scenes. You need emotional depth for people to reel people in. So what is it in Man of Steel? What is it in Superman Returns? What is it in Superman 4? What is it in Superman 3? You know, whereas mm-hmm. Superman 78 and then uh, Superman 2, like those had it, you know? And so I feel like that's what needs to be, uh, that's got to be the, the core of, of whatever script they're coming up with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I hope that they find it because I, I of course, I want a Superman that I really feel for and root for on the big screen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love him on the small screen. I can watch him right. every week and I get a lot more of him. Uh, I got yeah. t- Smallville for 10 years, but Ooh. give me that massive two and a half hour movie on a massive screen with great emotions and, and music and explosions and fighting and stuff. Sure. Give me that too. I, I want mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. I'll give you my $20. I don't care. I can't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so Caruso's again, you know, like obviously, you know, there there's reports of like a time period piece, Superman being one of options. You know, is that you know should we go back again for ten steps forward? You know, are we or two steps forward? Are we taking ten step uh ten steps back again? What do you think, Mister C? Well, if they're gonna tell a new story, uh, with a new version of him, then that's what they should do. And we'll let those cards fall where, where they may. Obviously, there's plans right now to do that. If you're going to keep it Clark, see, like, I just think they should just go, like, big budget, all action, and not and just sell out. Have Brainiac, <laughs> have Brainiac come. Yes, Brainiac. The Armada, the Armada comes. You have Metallo. You still have – I mean, it's crazy because I don't think Cavill's in it, but if you were going to do that, I wouldn't overthink it. You make You make the threat so great. 
Um, and you just, he battles for earth. He's battling to save the earth and all those qualities that make him the greatest hero will come out in that, but it's just gotta be a visual spectacular because he's just so powerful. And I think trying to ground him, trying to become too emotional. I think, I, I think that's, that's what you're going to do with the new Superman with the, the coats version, right. That comes out. So I don't know what they're going to do because I know they said they're going to do that, but you know, again, we don't know for sure if that's going to come to fruition. Right. So he's in the radar. And I think that's what we're going to get. Yeah. For me to answer your questions, that is, how is he going to work? Is I do think it is start fresh. I even said, you know, uh, back before the news about uh, them rebooting Superman with, uh, with, with Coates and Abrams is I said that the Supergirl was the way to go, which is not Superman, but the, but how to get that symbol out there with, you know, after Sash Kai was cast. Now that you're going to have a couple things, I think the best way is to have both um, and have it be this new other version because like Ryan perfectly said, the, the current version we got that's still technically, I guess, active isn't clicking and, there's something there that where he's not getting the, the redo, maybe it's because he's had three appearances to some of these other characters at the time. They only had one or two, but he's yeah. not getting the redo that, you know, uh, the character of Batman got or the, or gal or Jason, or even Ezra, you know, who is in, who is in purgatory for a while. He's still going to get his shot to, to, to show you he could do something. So, um, it's it's i think a new way unfortunately is the way to go um it being in a period piece though could be the emotional thing that ryan's talking about um you can put him in a situation that's relatable to part of the audience to or maybe to all of the audience depending on which which time period they do and and to have it be a story that maybe isn't so tied to today that the audience could like turn their brain off and go to this world with the character. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that's what worked for Gal and Wonder Woman so well um, is that it got to be in this very emotional time period where she wanted to be this hero and the world was at war and she was walking into into humanity at its first really terrible moment. I, I mean, humanity's had a ton of terrible moments, but at that point it, right. it was the greatest human terror events that's ever happened. So to put Superman in a, in a period that we know about happened, that was really important and heavy and to have him be the one that brings them out of it could be the exact thing that Ryan was talking about. Um, I just hope they go for it and they actually create a story around something and that it's not just, Hey, here's Superman again. And just try to like this one. No, no. Like actually get the audience to be like, no, we want you to like this one for this reason. So. Yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of a hard thing to try to try to answer in maneuver, right? Cause it's like Superman putting Superman in a war. seems like a no brainer, right? But we just got it with Wonder Woman and it worked wonderful. Pardon that pun, but it did. Um, so this guy, guess, look at this guy. I know. I try, I try. <laughs> so I guess, you know, can we put him in a modern setting? Is it going to be a, it's going to be a black Superman? I don't know. Cause you know, black Panther really tried the whole socialism thing to an extent and it worked kind of wonderfully for them, but it was also something that we have not seen before. And I'm almost wondering that, you know, even with the reception of like Falcon and winter soldier, I'm cautious with throwing some of these tropes down people's throats, especially when it's, relegated to a black Superman. So on the one hand, while I want 
that modern day Superman. And it's just Superman. That's not conflicted. That's like none, none of this other stuff. I'm, I'm kind of cautiously optimistic because on the one hand, I think they can pull it off. I think JJ Abrams can kind of work some magic around it, but at the same time, you know, I don't know. It's, I think he's just, he's got to be Superman to an extent, you know, like they, they put him in a nice place at the end of the Snyder cut, but I don't know. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. it seems like I'm trying to toy about my thoughts, but you know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, yep. like we're, we're in such a graceful place with the character yet. It's almost like, I don't know where we go from here now. Yeah. True. True. So, but I can tell you where we do go from here, transitioning <laughs> over from superman how to go back to batman <laughs> yes um there we go <laughs> yeah I, yeah i know ladies and gentlemen ryan, ryan we got him there you go there you go ryan's time to the conversation again there you go Uh-oh. um so we got a nice nice surprise which is a trailer for part two of batman the long halloween animated movie i believe part one is scheduled to come out this summer i believe june was the date and uh Part two, which part one hasn't even came out. So we got part two uh, today. So Ryan, you know, I think we've established that you might have read the long Halloween once or few, you know, once or twice. You know, uh, what did you think of this trailer? Like, are you in on this version? What did you th- what did you think of the first trailer? And what do you think of this uh, new one that we got? Uh, I am I am hyped. I'm stoked for this movie. I'm both parts. Uh, like you said, I was very surprised that they released the trailer for part two when we are uh, over a month away from part one, even being released, but sure. Give it to me. I'll take it. <laughs> give it to me and I'll take it. Uh, I, I've been down for this. Um, Jensen Ackles. I've been a big fan of that guy since he started on supernatural mm-hmm. uh, uh, back in the day. Oh my gosh. I was in college when supernatural started. Uh, and he was also on small yeah. I've just, I've really liked that guy, but he, I, I've said he kind of plays Jensen Ackles and everything. Uh, so when that first trailer came out and we heard his Batman voice, I was like, oh, that sounds good. That sounds different. That's not Jensen Sounds like Ackles. Jason Todd. That's pretty. <laughs> sounds just like him. Just like Jason Todd. Jason Todd's um, Batman. <laughs> but I mean, I dug it. I, I said, not even a nitpick, just it's, oh, noticeable. They're not translating Tim Sale's art. It's just obviously noticeable. Mm-hmm. Who knows whatever reason, probably expensive. Um, and that'd be really hard to do a movie just like Tim Sale's art. But I mean, aside from that, I, I was really feeling it. And then today with this trailer, I was really feeling it. And I know that they showed some things. They showed the the acid in Harvey's face. Yeah. They showed Two-Face and all that. And of course, you could say that's a spoiler. It's like it's a book that's 25 years old. Mm-hmm. We know what happens, uh, <laughs> except for Peter Vera, who's never read it. But we yeah, know what happens. Um, I still can't believe that he's never read it. Yeah. I know. I get that it. Blows get my mind. And, yeah. I'll just, and, he, you know, and he's Team Yellow Oval, right? I mean, yeah, he is. Jeez. That's why there's no Yellow Oval. Yeah, it, that's so why he doesn't read it. He's anti. That's why he hasn't read that story. <laughs> uh, but I, I'm really excited for this movie. I I want it, and I want it now. Um, yeah. I just. I'm really excited to just see what is lifted panel to screen and what kind of alterations, if any, that they make, which I just feel like there's going to be some minor or major. I don't know, but there's, there's going to be some, and I'm just really excited to see what they do or what they've done, I guess, with this movie. Sure. So 
Cruz, I'm going to give you guys the follow-up because I know we kind of broke down our thoughts on the first one. You know, we were all kind of in agreement that, you mm-hmm. know, it's, it's such a historic story that carries so much weight. And, you know, in the eyes of Batman fans, you know, they did hush <laughs> and hush was really mixed. So does this kind of second trailer kind of put some faith in you guys that maybe this is a story that, you know, with it being like a standalone story, you know, it's not one of those incontinuity things that that's kind of tied to something, you know, are you guys much more in on this, uh, this version now? Yeah. The, the minute I saw this, when I was done with it, I immediately, I think tweeted out that this feels like the long Halloween. Mm-hmm. It looked like it. It sounded like it visually seeing the villains and Ryan's right. Even though there were some spoilers, it's like, come on. Um, so now I was slightly disappointed with the first trailer. I felt like the tone was off. It was very Joker heavy. This I'm, I got, my level is now back at a ton. And uh, same thing. I'm willing to forego the, the Tim sale art and all that. It just really, I mean, it's just, I was like, I felt like I had the book by me and I was reading it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For me, um, it was, it was, I was sort of in the same boat is the first trailer. I was, I was excited for it because I, 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 I wanted this, right. Mm-hmm. We want this. And, you know, coming off of people who were, I mean, people, I mean, I guess you and me, Deb, but me specifically, who was a little, who was very excited for the killing joke and for Hush yeah. and some of those, and some of those alterations they made didn't really vibe with me after. And I had to try to get over it. Um, so when they did this, I'm, I'm like, okay, I hope we either get the hundred percent long Halloween or the changes they make are good enough. And with that first, I, I think I held on to that idea for the first trailer. Cause the first trailer I'm like, okay, I have to get over. It's not sale. You know what I mean? I have to get over that. Um, it was that first one was kind of Joker heavy in a way. So I'm like, okay, is, is it just to sell us in the trailer? So the first one I was a bit more skeptical of, um, but this second one I was blown away. And now I'm like, now the first trailer looks even better. Cause I know that it's going to lead to this one. And um, I actually kind of liked some of the spoilers being in it to know that we're getting that. Cause I'm mm-hmm. like, Oh my gosh, it's going to end where he's not two faced. It's this elseworld tale. <laughs> you know what I mean? And Wait, so I'm like, Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. But um, hey, you got mad hatter, man. Oh yeah, oh, I know. I'm a scarecrow. I know. Anytime you see the and scarecrow looks sick, so I was like, okay, yeah. I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, no, I'm yeah. really down for it. Um, I'm, I'm really, really excited for it now. And and I, I did tweet like way better or something because I'm like, okay, this like you like you said, this one feels more in line with what the Long mm-hmm. Halloween is. The first one felt like another like just one of these DC animated films coming out where it's, Oh, okay. It's got some Batman villains, it's got a new Batman voice, but this one is like, Oh, th- th- there was more of the story in the trailer with, you know, Roman and mm-hmm. Harvey and that. So I'm like, okay, here's, here's where it's coming. So yeah. I'm in. Yeah. Not, not to really kind of be too repetitive, but you know, it really, it just but does. It, it, it feels like the, the long Halloween century, right? I mean, you got the classic yeah. villains from the story that, that were shown in there. Uh, it just, it has like a tone that feels like it's the long Halloween kind of come to animation, you know, for the most part, yes, I do love Warner Brothers animation. I think for the most part, they make really good animated movies. The Batman ones especially seem to be uh, really good more so, more so than not, but it's my thing with the first one, well, you know, it's such an iconic story. I just want it to be done right. I wanted it to be treated with the level of care that, that it deserves and Ultimately, I think they are going to nail this one. And the fact that we've seen the one for part two, whereas part one hasn't even came out, 
kind of leads me to believe that maybe they think part two is going to be really good. Mm-hmm. And they oh, want yeah. you to see it now as to kind of get a little bit on the hyper. Maybe they just thought that the first one was so mixed. So they're like, okay, so maybe, you know, let's just give them the long Halloween now and then they'll come back and watch the second mm-hmm. one. You know, I don't know. But either way, I think it was a great trailer to put out. And, and I, th- I think it's on physical media. So I'm sure some people are going to buy this. It's too bad you guys can't watch it because the second part's rated R. Ah! Only me and Ryan are going to be able to see it. So we'll tell you yeah. that. We'll have to preview screen it, and then we can tell you when you have to leave the room. Yeah. <laughs> Such a shame. Such a shame. Yeah. I was going to say, Ryan, real quick, as you are the Batman book club, um, which, okay, after Long Halloween, if you could have a story adapted, animated, and you were guaranteed that it would be made the way you want it. Batman Beyond. Batman Beyond. Batman Beyond. One or two parts, like some of these bigger <laughs> stars got, which one would you do? I know you're super on the spot right now, so I could stall and keep talking while you think. I just think. Nope, that... I got it. Okay, good. <laughs> I'm not Googling. I'm not Googling. I got it. Okay. Uh, Something relegated to Batman Beyond, right, Lauer? It would seem absolutely not. So <laughs> I think the easy answer would be Dark Victory. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Easy answer. But I'd like to go with something a little different than that. And I'd like to umbrella it as one, but I guess it is two. It could be two parts. Uh, Matt Wagner's Dark Moon Rising, uh, Batman and the Monster Men, and Batman and the Mad Monk. If they could do that in the style that Matt Wagner did it, those would be, those would translate really well into animation i think those could be some really awesome stories and since they're based on some of the earlier batman stories they could even do them in that time period do it in late 30s or early 40s and you know a little goth looking and stuff like the mad monk and you know he's got uh, and i can like picture it now because they they dc animation loves to do almost like the painted style covers of stories yeah do that do that iconic batman cover of him over like the the castle on the cliff or something yeah. for the mad Ooh. monk part and yeah. i think those visually could be could be stunning and i i would love i would love that after the dark victory like outside of dark victory how about you guys i'm curious what you're well i i'm i want them to do an hbo max animated series like i i wish they would do these yeah. we talked about it on one of the podcasts i mean they they need content on hbo max and I, maybe discovery will will give them the go ahead to do this but i would love to see like nightfall that whole story in like about an eight part you know sure. 35 minute series that lasts over eight weeks you watch it I, I don't know why they can't i mean the animated movies are great fine they're going to give us two parts to some of these but it would be really cool i mean there's some they could explore the whole catalog that way yeah um Zeddy, what Zeddy? What's yours? Because I I can't. I mean, if I'm just basing it solely off of like an animated movie, obviously I would love to see something like a Black Mirror. I think would be sure. Really yeah, I, I I know Nico. Let him go first, Nico. But <laughs> I mean, I, even even I know even like what I answered on Laura when he asked me. I think something like a Batman and Robin Batman be born would be kind of cool. Sure, it's kind of throw something a little bit like that. Which granted, I know we've kind of seen that so. Yes, I know that's probably a bad a bad choice, but I think something with Dick Grayson being Batman, I think, would be cool. Well, like Daddy Batman said, of an HBO Max version would be awesome, and they would not be restricted to stick to any kind of animation style. And I don't know if mm-hmm. you guys have ever just seen scenes of the '90s Spawn cartoon on mm-hmm. HBO. 
Yeah, yeah I did, that yeah. animation is incredible. Like, Unbelievable. like yep. no holds barred. And they were doing that in the 90s. Yep. So 25 years later, sky's the limit. And they could really do something really, really cool for an HBO Max original, you know, and I, I that mean, would be awesome. Yeah. Like every quarter they could do it or, or twice a year, you know, give us yeah. two releases a year that last six weeks, you know, 30, 35 minute episodes, just enough to keep you hanging on every week. I, I don't know. I don't know why they're not doing it. Uh, yeah. To, to what you both just said. Yeah. A uh, story. Cause then they did that. I mean, uh, you know what? I mean, this is going to be clear. Then it sounds like I have the basic answer. Uh, I really think uh, that like the three jokers would be really good. Oh, that sure. one would be um, yeah. emotional. Um, I think that would be really emotional. Good one. That is a good one. Yeah. But yeah, as I'm with you, I, I, I think Black Mirror would be dope, especially yeah. do one where Dick's Batman. That could be cool too. Mm-hmm. Just like, and then like have it known or like give a little mm-hmm. exposition at the start that it's when Dick Grayson is Batman mm-hmm. because that's just a cool story with some cool twists and turns to just be watching and. Mm-hmm. Maybe they would take some cool liberties with it too and switch it up a bit, but that one would be really. I th- I think that one's also if they're too scared for Dick Grayson to be Batman. I mean, you could substitute Bruce Wayne and True. make minor oh, story alterations, True, very yeah. minor, and it could yeah. still you could still hit the same points. Yeah. Did Did anybody see on Twitter today? Like it's almost like Batman, like that Pixar art. Oh, that's outstanding! Oh yeah. Oh, God. Can you imagine getting like a series Whoa. in that in that art style? Hold up, Ooh. hold up. That art. I'm not sure how y'all feel about it. That Pixar art, as 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 Ryan's doing the overwhelming kid yeah. theme. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I saw that and I I you went to excited. scroll past excited, it and right? I was like, okay, what? Wait. What's so that's mean? why I tweeted and I actually said, okay, but wait. Dot dot dot. Yeah. Like wait. Hold on, there, there on something there. But what is that? I I didn't pay attention. An artist just made it. An artist, it, yeah. an artist okay. just made it, and an artist just made it. And apparently, he has other hero. Like, I heard he's got a Flash one. My God, I want to see what that Flash looks Ooh, like because I mean, I'm yeah. down for in in in. I mean, you saw the success of Into the Spider Verse. You could do an animated film release. Like, yeah, man, dude, if Pixar, dude, I'll let Pixar. I'll let Pixar by DC right now. Give me a Justice League movie. Give me a Justice League. If they look like that, my lord. And Pixar, everything they touch is gold. So, man, imagine if they Mm. got a hold of Batman and it was just a really dark Pixar movie. Sure. And you get, you know, Affleck back for the voice. No, I'm just kidding. kidding. Or get Conroy back. Oh, Affleck voicing in a Batman Noel story. Mm-hmm. No, you get kind of my back. No, <laughs> no, but that art was awesome. face like- <laughs> But you know what, though? Noel could be great for the holidays. Oh, oh shit. I, I that would be a great one. I don't know why they're not yeah. working on that right I'm now. Actually, I'm actually serious. That is something. I why I didn't answer that one is because that there would have to be a lot of additions to mm-hmm. fulfill a 70 minute animated oh, yeah. movie yeah. for Noel. They oh, that, that, that's yeah. an animated thing that you spread out. Sometimes yeah. filler isn't the best. Yeah. So I'd be Killing a little Joe. scared. Killing Joe. Killing Joe. <laughs> sure. But yeah. yeah. Well, let's stick to the subject <laughs> of animation here since we've already opened the doors a little bit. And one of the 
topics that our illustrious guest here wanted to talk about. Granted, it was a little confusion in the beginning here, but you know, uh, you didn't have to ever- tell the people there was confusion. <laughs> now they know there was confusion. <laughs> no, no, because people originally might have thought that we we're going to talk about the Batman animated series, which okay. everybody thinks no Batman the animated series is what we were going to do, but we're actually going to do the Batman animated series. So that's uh, kind of the same thing you just said. <laughs> I know, I know. I meant, I, meant, I meant to just say Batman the Animated Series, and I do the thought. You guys know what I meant. Jesus Christ. Don't bully me on my own show, all right? <laughs> so, so here, because let me clarify and defend my honor here, because what just happened is what happened to me, and that's what might happen to the listeners. Is So I was talking to Ryan. I did do this myself. You should have just rolled with, with what I said. I, well, I, well, but you exposed me. Now I have to not expose myself. So that sounded weird in Sorry. the calm way. Uh, <laughs> when Ryan and I were talking about what we were going to talk about today, and he said, um, I'm mentioned to talk about the Batman animated series because no one really talks about it. And I'm like, dude, yeah, of course. Cause I, it was, it was a very long day when we were talking, but I'm like, dude, no, I'm so hyped. Yes. Let's do that. Cause we haven't talked about that ever either. And then uh i talked to you two about it like hey that's what we're gonna talk about towards the end of the show and ryan you're like oh that's awesome uh and then i was texting ryan hey we're gonna see you here's the rundown and he goes yeah i just want to clarify it's uh the batman animated series like the title is the batman not to be confused with the reason one coming out but the hit 2004 version and i was like oh so that's where the disconnect happened was there is an animated series called the batman in 2004 and some would think that would have flubbed our whole schedule but no 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 we improvise here and we give <laughs> our guests we give our guests the floor they deserve so i want to throw it to ryan for people who don't know including myself and my dad who have never watched Ooh. it if you had to sell us on this show and our audience you get one shot one opportunity He's everything you ever want. <laughs> <One moment. laughs> the Batman. So sell us. So sell us on. In fact, can you just wrap all of Lose Yourself first, and then <laughs> if, I, uh, if I'd have known Eminem was coming, I'd have tried to come up with a nice little, a nice little rap for Batman, you know, on this. But I, I don't have anything right now. I'm, I, I didn't practice my freestyle. Mom, spaghetti. Uh, <laughs> that's for Pete. You know, uh, the Batman was a, a fantastic animated series from 2004 to 2008, um, five seasons worth. It was on Kids WB and it was on Saturday mornings. And I don't understand why it didn't it didn't reach the levels of hype that it deserves. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfairly, it was put under the microscope and compared to the animated series, The Holy Grail, even though it was like seven years removed, mm-hmm. six years removed, you know, and there was an animated Batman series in between the two in Batman Beyond. Uh, but it's a it's a cool story. It's almost like it's kind of Batman year three, where he's still he's kind of known, but still rumored. Uh, he's not working with GCPD. If GCPD sees him, they want to stop him. And he ends up having an alliance with, with someone in uh, a detective with the GCPD. And then 
it's just like it's just great adventures of him early on meeting some villains for the first time uh a wide range of villains too it plays a little bit like an anthology series more than interconnected um and it's just it's almost like it's where you know batman the brave and the bold was a dick spring looking series Mm. the animated series was almost could have been uh 70s batman era um the batman is almost like scott mcdaniel Mm. uh animated series it's a little bit it's a little bit faster it's a little bit more like hip but it's so loyal to the history of batman his canon his his uh villains his relationship with alfred his the creation of batgirl and robin creation of other villains um in a a different but still original version of gotham city uh Mm. and then there's just easter eggs and nods to his world his history all over the place it's such a no it's not batman the animated series but what television series is you know so if if it has to come second place to that then so be it but it's it's not too far behind the animated series is my batman the animated series as like my favorite batman cartoon series it's Mm -hmm. it is stellar it is a great series that Mm -hmm. has its original theme music by you too not only yeah oh they, you know not you're right i remember that kind of right is it you too yeah it's oh, crazy yeah well more specifically the edge um right? sorry was it the edge that did the music yes, it was. yeah yep. the edge. yeah i remember the guitar now a little bit like i, I think, yeah <laughs> I, I you know i think i vaguely tried to watch it but there might have been so much stuff going on and unfortunately right i think you're right i think for me I was just like, oh, this isn't the animated series. And I probably just didn't give it a chance. There was mm-hmm. probably too much in my world going on at that time. And I just, for some reason, you didn't, you didn't no, watch it either. No, but Zeddy, either. you did, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I saw it. And, you know, obviously, you know, this was 2004. So this was like right at the peak of like when animation was like really, really popular, you know, with Justice League and everything like that with Batman Beyond everything. So like me growing up with all this content obviously the batman was the one that i remember when i watched like the first episode i thought it was amazing i mean obviously i'm a kid so i think everything was amazing but i remember just specifically like that first episode that i saw i thought was just really cool you know coming off of somebody that just watched batman like the animated so it was like wait there's another show i'm like they did another show of batman so i just think that it like it never really just got the fair shake that it deserved i was wondering if just the animation style was just maybe too unique for people like i would see the joker was way different than the one we got from batman the animated series a lot of the villains just aesthetically looked different but i thought batman looked awesome in that mm. show i really dug the way that he looked i thought i dug some of the things that they did they obviously took the slow creative burn with doing like robin and then eventually they bought superman and you get the justice league kind of later on Spoilers. No, okay. Yeah, spoilers. Yeah. Does he have the the oval in there or no? Yes. He does. It is the oval. Yes. Okay. Uh Ryan, so seeing as I you and I have seen it, do you have any particularly like favorite episodes? Yeah, so that when we get to them, I can can kind of check out. You bet I do. And (laughs) you you noted of with the first episode. The first episode is uh Joker. And I kind of feel like it's the cool 
quote unquote thing to criticize the series by talking about the Joker. And it's just because it's such a different, it's just a different take. Yeah. You know, he's, he's got the, the long, thick hair. Uh, he has no shoes and he runs around he's got a very, I mean, it's, there's a lot of energy in the performance by Kevin Michael Richardson. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't not like him. It's just, it's definitely not my favorite Joker interpretation and that's it. And that's okay. Because they have a lot of a lot of other great interpretations of of villains in that universe, and he's voiced by Reno Romano, who a lot of people you won't you don't know the name, but mm. if you ever watch commercials on NBC, I guarantee you you've heard his voice because he does mm. the lighter hearted commercials for NBC. So mm. any you know back in the day of, of uh, you know The Office or uh, Parks and Recreation, I kind of can't tell you now some of like the lighter fare, not the deep. Mm emotional stuff but he does the voice work for them and you'll hear it all the time in sunday night football if you ever watch so there you go uh that guy voiced batman he did a fantastic job so i i jotted down five favorite episodes i don't know how many you want to talk about let's hear your five <clears throat> starting at number five you want to go back and forth or you just go ahead and do them all at once just do them all at once right yeah, them all at once. okay uh number five is two-part series called batgirl begins Mm. Uh, the next is a two-parter t- different titles but it's a two-part of called the rubber face of comedy and clay face of tragedy mm. oh, oh guess God, what I love guess what that's oh, about yeah, yeah i yeah. love oh i love uh, clay face man i'm those so are great. those are great uh the bad girl begins one is is great because she was introduced a season before robin was so they do a great oh, origin story okay. with her and how she's like best friends with Pamela Isley. You ever heard of her? Yeah. Um, so that's a fun, very respectful story that they unfold. Uh, the third, number three is Artifacts, which takes place in the future. And um, one line that the villain in that episode says to Batman, he says, ah, the Dark Knight returns <laughs> as Batman dressed in black and is old and grizzled and he jumps out of a tank um the whole thing is a nod to the dark knight returns Ah. it's fantastic uh the next one second favorite is riddled in which a very marilyn manson like uh riddler (laughs) is introduced but he's voiced by he's voiced by robert england uh aka freddy krueger and it's a it's fantastic it's Mm -hmm. a great a great riddler story and then number one this is for our boys over at Straight Out of Gotham. It's called Grundy's Night. Wow. I love it. Uh, it takes place on Halloween. It tells the the story, like a haunted story of Solomon Grundy, uh, with a twist. And they tell an old tale and how he apparently is here alive today and haunts on Halloween night, aka mm. Grundy's Night. Uh, those are there's a lot of other fantastic episodes too. Hugo Strange pops in there, and he's at first uh, voiced by Frank Gorshin. Mm. Uh, but then Gorshin passed away, so they recast his voice. There's a an origin story for Robin, origin story for Harley Quinn. Mm. Uh, there, like, and then as Zed even said, the, there's a whole season. Once season four ends, kind of introducing the thought of, uh, you know, like Justice League members, and then season five basically is bat, almost like a Brave and the Bold of Batman teams up with each member of the Justice League. Mm. Um, and then you see where that ends up. So there you go. That's my cell. That's my song, The Batman. Well, Zeddy's cool. got wow. his list, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Zeddy, Zeddy, let's hear yours, and then real quick, i just like to know, again, how many seasons and how many total episodes there are. Sure. So. Yeah, so I got uh, number five is A Strange New World. 
which is a uh, an episode where I believe Hugo Strange kind of unleashes like a virus on Gotham City, and Batman in fact gets infected. Oh, a virus! He has to work his way <laughs> into kind of saving Gotham while also trying to save himself. So that one is a great one, especially if you're uh, a Hugo Strange guy. I got obviously Clayface of a Tragedy, like Ryan said, that is a great one. I got Lost Heroes, which introduces the Justice League, so I thought that was a great one. I believe it's a two-parter. And then obviously you got the Batman-Superman story, which is also a two-parter. It takes the inspiration from Hush, so kind of gives you a little bit of Hush in there. So at the time, thought it was pretty good. So obviously you got Batman and Supes, of course. And my number one, which should come to surprise to nobody, seeing as I am a Robin guy, I have a matter of family which is the introduction to dick Grayson, and tells mm. a great story of why robin is important to batman mm. i love it there it sounds go. fantastic this like i don't know cool. how the heck we dude, missed I it i don't know how dude all all those episodes sounded amazing so it sounds like it had a, a nice lengthy run so you guys said it was five seasons five 65 episodes 65 that's pretty good i mean there's a lot of there's a lot of lore there right i mean we gotta start this i'm like, gonna start it 20, 22 minute episodes. All of them are yeah. on HBO Max, so commercial free. They're and easily the, digestible. And there's a movie where he's with Dracula. Batman oh, yeah. versus Dracula. Wow. Batman versus Dracula. I mean, Dracula. Alucard. That's his name in the movie. I'm he says, I'm Alucard. Alucard. Backwards, right? Exactly. <laughs> That's sick. How was that movie? Was it good? Yeah. yeah. It's good, huh? Yeah, it's good stuff. Wow, mm-hmm. man. Dude, I'm, I'm ashamed that I don't that I'm, I didn't watch. I'm, this I'm just. Here I think you you would especially episode. like the Batman Dracula one. I think you especially, Mister, you would like. A that. lot of people, I, you know, it's funny is because like I'm in, I'm 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 very immersed in. I think I'm a little bit more, even though I love Batman, I'm in this deep neck of the woods in Spider-Man Twitter sometimes, which is actually I know people joke about Snyder toxic fandom dude but if you get in the deep spider-man twitter <laughs> yeah. it's a battle it's a bad it, it's it's dangerous in those deep i mean deep spider-man twitter and reddit it's 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 there you you got one guy you like and you can't have the others um but a lot of times people share and ryan we talked about this before the show started is that uh is the spectacular spider-man cartoon is amazing and so underrated it's literally spectacular but i but i remember a lot of times seeing seeing people tweet about it being like this show isn't talked about enough and then i've seen a couple times where they put that next to the batman one and say how no one talks about these is a crime and now that you're talking about it i'm thinking of how many times i've seen actually people say like no one talks about this show and that's they, such a it, great comparison because they're both such great shows that are somewhat following amazing shows. Yeah. Because I don't think anybody would combat that that 90s Spider-Man cartoon wow. is A plus material. A plus. Yeah. So that's how really can bad. you hit a grand slam right after you hit a grand slam? Like that's kind of yeah. that's yeah. kind of tough. That's like that's pretty tough, but a double still really damn good. Like, yeah, and a triple, like You're right. so that's such a great comparison, I think. We'll um, have to watch it, and when we finish, we'll have you on again, and we'll talk please. about it. We'll talk about the series we'll as a whole, it. yeah. And they even did a comic series, like 52 issues, called The Batman Strikes. Wow. They, and the, they, Just like the, uh, the Batman Animated Adventures. Adventures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All yeah. those. They did the same thing for this, and I, I have not read those, but they're all on DC Universe Infinite. So, I mean... <laughs> 
if you go down that rabbit hole of the Batman, like you'll get sucked in. It's it's easy, and I can't recommend it enough. It's especially for you guys of such big Batman fans of like something you have not touched yet. Batman, yeah, it's just waiting for you. Mm-hmm. So uh, when when you climb out of that Spider Man pit, when you get out of that web of Spider Man, go to the cave. I'll find the cave. You won't regret it. And I'm not going to say that there aren't any like clunkers or some decisions that are a little questionable and stuff either. But I mean, overall, it is a really good series that um, I don't know. They did right by the character. I love that. Right off the bat, you said the Joker wasn't your favorite thing about it. Who was your favorite villain that they? Ooh, I think it'd have to be the Riddler. Really? I I loved it. However, I mean, right up there, I'd, I'd really have to think about it. And I will never ruin anything of uh clayface yeah, and why clayface awesome. okay. yeah they did such a great job with clayface i love that that's man. awesome okay that's all i needed to hear is yeah. crack in there too or no mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, see they voiced got by, good. voiced by hellboy himself ron perlman really? oh, oh, man. Wow. and the talent is amazing yeah, everybody you mentioned great. i mean they, yeah. you said they had the original riddler frank gorshin right frank gorshin he, uh, he was strange he passed away it's oh, amazing yeah yeah yeah. Um, oh, we're in. You sold us. Hopefully, our audience, anybody yeah, listening, no, Ron Perlman did it. That's what it was. It was Ron Perlman. Ron right, Perlman. Here we go. And you're like, I'm in. I'm sold. Yeah. Wow. They did okay. a cool, some cool stuff with the uh, Selena Kyle Catwoman. Also, I like her suit in that. Um, I think the penguin can be annoying. What do you think, Zeddy? Yeah, you know just this version of penguin. Do you just think this a little version? bit. Just a little bit. Okay. Yeah, uh, you know, but he's, he's yeah. still essential. It's I mean, he's penguin. Oh, he's got the long nose. Come on, he's, he's, he's got he's got the the nice big sharp teeth. Come on, that's penguin. And then I'll shut no, up after no, no this. No rubber duck, though, unfortunately. That, that, there's that no was, duck. There's no, no duck. There, there's, there's uh, no there duck. is one episode where the Joker dresses up as Batman and goes out on a night on the uh, on, cool. in the cape and cowl. Oh, that's gotta that's be cool. pretty cool. They tease that fun. in Ayer's Suicide Squad, but they never had. They it, never did it. Though, yeah. That's something I might want to see. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. That's just an idea. I mean, I'm sold. I'm sold. Just an idea. No, yeah, no, Ryan. Idea. Thank you for talking about. It. Like we, we said, it, it it was so cool to see and hear your passion for it. Yeah. And that's what we wanted to give you that opportunity for. So, but I'm in now. So I can't wait to talk to you about it at a later date when I have viewed it with my eyes, with your eyes, Dad, mm-hmm. and with rewatching Zeddy's eyes because rewatching Zeddy's yeah, yeah rewatching Zeddy's careful we can all get yeah. lost in those, yeah. in yeah, those yeah. Of <laughs> zinger <laughs> it's, it's why I wear the glasses don't worry, don't worry. Uh, I, I prefer this way of podcasting so I can see those eyes sure. uh, absolutely. absolutely he's mesmerized already call me Dracula <laughs> just look into my eyes baby <laughs> Zedula <laughs> Zedula it works for everything yeah Jesus. pretty much it anything. does it really works yeah. for everything Gosh darn. Oh, man. All right. Well, to close out the show, I got one last thing that I want to touch on because we've actually been meaning to touch on it. We've teased it for a few podcasts. And now that we have a comic expert here along with oh, you. What? Today. Who's here? Who's here? What? what? Who, Who is, is it? it? Uh, Behind door what? number one. <laughs> there you go. So we have the uh we've mentioned before that we think the prices of comics is becoming kind of a, a big issue so ryan i want to issue literally damn it i want to get okay i want to i want to get uh what are your thoughts on just the prices of comics in general right now you think they're too high do you think they're okay 
What do you think? I, I think they're too high. And that's, I try to understand also, I don't try to have some kind of hot takes and I get all fired up or anything. I try to understand for us to get the goods we want, it costs money. They need to make money to give us the content we want. I get that. I understand that. But whew, there's a book out right now called Batman Urban Legends. And there is one story that I'm interested in of four that's in that book. The one that I'm interested in, and it is an amazing story written by Chip Zdarsky of the, mm-hmm. like, it's a Red Hood story. And it, we're halfway through it. And I think it has the possibility of being the greatest Red Hood story told wow. of all time. Wow. Maybe Jason wow. Todd. It's, it's so good right now. Yeah, and there you. are three stories that follow it that I could give a crap less about. Like, I just, I just don't care. I'm sorry. I don't. Um, and that, I think the price of that book is six or seven, maybe $8 because it's an anthology book. They need to make their money. That's why it's so pre- like it's that expensive. But also, there's these other characters that like they can't justify the cost because they don't know the return of printing individual issues for these others. They're like, let's do an anthology book, mm-hmm. and that's like, man, that really stinks because people are going to be turned away by that eight dollar price tag, mm-hmm. even though there's a really really good story mm-hmm. in that. That's the first thing that pops in my head. And then you've got the like I think four dollars an issue. Like that's still kind of like, and some of us have problems with space, Chicago in Chicago. No, yeah. Like space is a problem. Mm-hmm. I can't go and just buy individual issues like that. And so ugh, you can quickly drop $20 at a comic shop on like a couple comics that could take you less than an hour to read for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it's just kind of, ugh. and I'm a physical, I'm, I love digital if I have a choice, I would love to read something physically with like with yeah, in my yeah, hands, yeah. but the space issue of a comic, I can't, I can't justify. So I try to do digitally and then I'll buy a hardcover trade if I love it that much. But I, to just get back down to your, to answer your question, I do think that they're too high, but I think that's unfortunately it's like, that's just like, it, it needs to be now. Mm-hmm. Um, Gosh, oh, I'm blanking on the on the term at the end of escalation. There we go. <laughs> it's escalation. That's what it is. But I mean, black label though, those are expensive. But I love the black label format, yeah. the, like oh, the magazine, too, yeah. the magazine format. Yeah. Um, I love that, and I will buy those as long as they release them. But um, I think they are too high. Yeah, I don't know what they could do. I don't. I don't know if they could go to cheaper paper, or or you know, or more ads or whatever. But it's really frustrating. And, and I put this on Twitter the other day. I'm not talking about the limited series or the black labels or whatever, because I'm willing to pay more money for that stuff. Yep. But when you're buying the Batman monthly book and it's five 99, it is just insane. It is ridiculous. And you know, it's one thing, like you said, cause I do like to have the physical books too. And especially if I like it, yeah. but you're not even getting quality stories right now. Um, and it's just, uh, uh. you know, and I mean, again, <laughs> if, if some people like it, that's fine. I don't mean to yeah. offend anybody, but I've, I've been around for a long time. I've seen these comics go up in price and it, it's never, I've never really flinched before, yeah, but yeah. there's something about going and just getting like four monthly books now. Yeah. And I get the bag, the bag and the board at my shop. It's like 25 cents. And it's like $22, $23. And I'm like, and then I come home and I'm like, this is crap. This is crap. 
I got a nice bag and board. I put it in there. It looks nice. I'm going to stick it in a box and never go back to it again. And I just spent like $23. And it's just, I don't, I don't know what to do. I mean, I've, I've, I've searched high and low on the internet. I, I understand why they have to raise prices, but I think they really got to take a hard look here at either, again, more advertising within the book or, or lessening the quality of the paper to bring it down a little bit. I don't know what to tell you guys because I'm at a point now where, I mean, thank God Nico's working full time and he's picked <laughs> up, he's literally picking up the we price split. of the comic books. We, we, we split. split. Yeah, we split. But if I was on Not my lately, own, but we split. if I was on my own doing this right now, I think we're probably reading about what, 25 books a month, somewhere around there? About 20, 25. Somewhere because there. he he's and Nick's read a lot I, of the independent stuff. I from, jumped on the indie train, and those are all a lot three, of indie, a lot of three, indie yeah. books, four books. You know, too. you guys following Jeff Johns and they're all the three Geiger, yeah. and it's just it's just frustrating. Like I don't think I think I would be I would stop reading Flash and Justice League, and mm-hmm. and so it's just a weird thing. I I you know Ryan, I don't know, I really don't know what they could do. I I would love to have somebody on in the in the industry and talk about it a little bit because. It can't just be that it escalates all the time. Cause I mean, yeah. five years from now, are we going to pay $7 for just a monthly comic book? Yeah. You know, it's got nothing to do with kids. Cause I know there's been some talk on Twitter, like, well, the kids can't afford the books. Well, the kids aren't buying the books, you know, yeah, yeah. who's buying the books. Are, are. Are, are, is us. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know, it's, it's, it's the 18 to, to 16 or whatever your group, you know, mm-hmm. where the people buy, but I will say this when I'm in the comic shop, they're pretty damn busy. Yeah. yeah, you know we we've got the Graham Cracker Comics. I think they got like eight stores yeah. in the Chicagoland area, and you know when I go, I mean I I talk to these guys. They they seem to be pretty happy. Business seems to be pretty good. So and there's and here's what I'll say too, because Ryan said something perfectly. I'm fine with digital, but nothing beats that physical. Nothing. Yeah. When I'm in the store, something about comic books, and my friend Zach, he says this too, is it's such an addiction because. I'm mad that we spend that much, but then when I'm in the store, I want to bring the wall with me. Sure you do. Oh, Even yeah. if I don't read it, I'm like, oh, yeah. look, oh, look, there's the winter soldier. It's the whole smell <laughs> in the floppies. It's the again, it's just the smell the floppies. I told him Yankee Candle needs to just get on it and create a candle called the floppies. How they have it, right? Oh, and it's pure comic it's just paper. unbelievable, right? You'd walk into that every day. Yeah. But, but, but you know what's funny? I, it's funny because like, I remember I was in the nightclub business for like 20 years and I saw the prices of drinks just drastically go up. Right. And it's like, I remember saying to myself, like one day the martini is going to be $20 and sure enough, it is. if it you're is. in the right restaurant oh, yeah, $20. and you go somewhere there, it's probably 25 now. But again, I, I don't know what they could do. I, and I want to, you know, when the stories are live and you, you catch something good, there's nothing like it. There's nothing. It's hard to wait for the trade. There's nothing like it when you're in the moment and you're experiencing either on a week to week or month to month run of something. I it, mean, it's kind of they and they they need the monthly income. They can't last only on miniseries. So I do understand right. the monthly income, but I I'm more inclined when I know that a story has an ending to buy those physical issues from the get-go mm-hmm. like i knew that the batman catwoman story was 12 issues so i'm okay i'm gonna get in on the ground floor of this and some of the black label series are book one of three and i'm like great i know it's three only whereas the monthlies are ongoing i'm so ocd i don't want to get 
I don't want to skip any issues. It's like, I'm committed exactly. to this. And, and then you get an issue like Batman 108, which is worse than dog crap. And, <laughs> and it's just like, I don't want to keep buying this. Like, and, ugh. But then I, I don't know the cost of paper because digitally right now they they're releasing ahead of time the batman scooby-doo mysteries i don't know if you guys have looked into that and i, I, I think I they're releasing by month the physical issues but two issues a month digitally they're 99 cents digitally and i think three dollars physically same amount of like pages and you know and everything and it's kind of to me just feels like well this is a no-brainer of i'm just gonna get it sooner and cheaper by just going all digital. So I just went in all digital on that series, which I have not regretted yet four issues in. Mm. So I don't know if that helps as far as understanding of like, it's a th- like, it's a third of the cost for digital then, then it is. Huh, well, then how much are they making digitally off of those 99 cent issues? And I don't know. That's, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm rambling now. Yeah. No, Scooby-Doo, no, read it. It's, it's, it's always, I've always been, you know, my dream has always been to win the lotto. And I would just open up a comic book store. It's overrated. It. I've done it. It's overrated. <laughs> <laughs> you gave it come all in. away. Come on. I'll come work for you, man. I just, want, <laughs> I just want to sit there like the comic book guy and just talk to people all day long. Yeah. That's all I Dude, want to do, man. I never want to leave when we're in there. I never want to leave. Because, like, yeah. especially when you and I go in there, because, like, then we'll start talking. Like, oh, like, would you cheat that? And we've joked about. And what's funny is. It's so addicting that they got us back because we are we're big Spider-Man fans, but our biggest joke is we haven't read Spider-Man in years because I haven't liked it. And we always walk past his and go, huh? I can't believe we don't read Spider-Man. Well, guess and what? Then, God damn it, last now week, we right? God damn it. Because there's a chameleon story coming out, and we both love the damn chameleon. And then in the summer, there's gonna be a double freaking sinister six war. Well, that's us. That's because Marvel said because the Caruso's. We need them. That's right. Those yeah. guys have been ducking us for years. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're going to give them everything they want in these three months, and they're going to buy our floppies. And here we are. And all the there times, because you, yep. you know what? You can't resist the times. No, not at all. No, you can't resist the times. So I'm uh, I'm upset. And then they come <laughs> out with the story, me being a big black suit symbiote Spidey guy. Uh-oh. Not only has he had a title for the last few years, they come out with a what if by the famous, wonderful Chip Zdarsky is what if Spidey actually just kept the suit and became Venom? Well, that's also a three ninety nine book that we're getting. Damn it. <laughs> and I'm someone who's very lucky. I get access to the let's go for reviews and stuff. I get all these issues early and digitally, but man, sometimes I'm on screens all day. I don't want to read them. I want it. Yeah. yeah on yeah. my damn hands. Cause mm. the artwork, it's so much better. Like the, here's a classic example. I'm reviewing, uh, Tom Taylor's Nightwing, which is a gorgeous book, looks great on my iPad. That physical book, it's like the best looking comic on the shelf right now. It is beautiful. It is vibrant and it's stunning. There's no way I don't get it. <laughs> like, there's no way I don't get it. Yeah. And, oh, and not to mention, you read Batman Damned number one digitally. Oh, he's got it signed. You don't get to see little Brucey. You don't get to see little Brucey. You don't get to see Brucey. Right? Right? Yeah, yeah. I got the funniest story to tell you. I got the funniest story story and close it out. No one's. We will end on this story. Yeah. Ryan will love this story. Ryan will love this story. So that's like one of the first black label books we got. And I forget how many years ago that came out, like two, two, three years ago. I think it was 
18, 18. Okay. Wow. Wow. It's that long since we, yeah, yeah. <laughs> since <laughs> I made this phone call. So we get it. We read it. Um, I, I was into the story, you know, and then of course everyone was talking about that. Ta-da. Shot. Yeah. The ta-da. And then they come out right away with the, with the puff piece, <laughs> puff piece, with the fluff piece that, LOL, that they're going to take that out. So my dad being a form, well, still current collector, but yep. you were a crazier. Sure. You weren't, I would never say that you were a scalper, but you were pretty big. on like, okay, I'll get three of these and so on. So my dad goes, wait, the one with, and if no one knows what we're talking about, look up the Batman damn thing. In fact, if you yeah. don't know, well, you could say it. no. You, no. Could, you could see why DC was really hard on Batman. Yes, Batman. very. You know? They were they very. They, they should have gone soft, but they were, should have been right. They were very, yeah. very stiff at the idea yes, of yeah. letting this happen. So there's something in the book that they were going to take out, and the news came out that the comic shops are going to start pulling them. And my dad goes to me, "Wait, we already read one, which means we touched it. You got to get." It was you. It wasn't we. It was you. You got to go get another one. Hurry. So he goes, call Graham. And shout out to Chris who answered the phone. He still works there. He's our guy, Chris. Don't know if he listens. We mentioned it. Uh, He's like, call Chris and tell him, like, you got to ask, like, if it's in there. And I'm like, no. And he's like, he's going to know what you're talking about. I said, okay. So I call Graham Cracker Comics and I'm like sweating because I'm like, this guy might make me say it. So I go, Hey, um, do, do you guys have, you guys, do you guys know like the, like, uh, do you guys have Batman damned still? And he's like, yeah, yeah. Why? It just came out. We have about eight left. And I go, um, I flat out, I, I said this verbatim. I said, do you guys in the ones you have, do they still got the, uh, you know? And he just goes, yeah, we got him. <laughs> and I go, uh, ship them all. We're going to take them <laughs> a whole new so eight. But I was like, uh, uh, yeah, we're thinking that because they're pulling them. They might be worth something. Can you save one for us? He's like, oh, yeah, that's why we're keeping them out here is because you're like the fourth guy to call and ask if they still have the So let me ask you a question. There. Is it worth any money or no? I forgot. Uh, it's not that much. No. <laughs> People are, I mean. You can look up on eBay how much people are selling, but as you learned on Pawn Stars, okay, that's what you're selling it for or yeah. asking for. What are you actually selling it for? Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I mean, everybody's buying it for more than what the, the cover price was. So, eh, you know, I got mine signed. So maybe someday it'll be, you know, it could be worth something, but I'm expecting like maybe I'd sell it for like $50 or something. Yeah. Like sign one actually, there's a. The full set, if you have the, you know, shot in the first one, it's a hundred. Some people do it for 60. Um, yeah. For, for those, it's funny though. If you type in Batman D on eBay, it says Batman damned one uncensored is the first thing that comes up, which is funny. It goes for like 75 bucks. Uh, wow. For those, like we said, for those who haven't picked up what we've stuck out there, uh, it's a funny joke as Ryan pulls out the picture. Oh, wow. He's got all three of them. See, that's huge. Yeah. 
That's I got a good old one on one combo with Lieber Mayhem. Absolutely. Yeah. Downtown Chicago. Well, yeah. Right? That that's lovely. amazing. That's, that's amazing. Right? I'm, I'm jealous. That's Brian Azzarello was supposed to be there, but he had to cancel because of a family situation. Otherwise, uh, I'd have gotten the whole team. Both. I know. It would have been both. But yeah, but so that was our fun Batman nice. damned. I'm surprised that they were that they told you, yeah, 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 we got him. Instead of just being like, nope, we're that was the funniest part. Well, the only reason is what we do buy. We buy a lot of comics a month, so you're no, they know. uh, Yeah, like, and I'll close out with this. I think I said this, but a few weeks ago I was there, and he actually had Batman Fortnite for me, and and he hands it to me. He goes, I pulled this for you, and me like an idiot, I'm like, I'm good, Jim. And he's like, you sure you don't want this? And he's like. I got it here free. He goes, why don't you just take it? And I'm like, I'm just like really tired of the bad books. And then later I'm talking to Justin Yeah, and, Justin and he's like, it. wow, the Fortnite book's going for like 50 <laughs> bucks already. And I'm like, oh man, I'm like, you know, so then I saw Jim the following week and he's like, you know, that I try to help you out with that kind of stuff. You know, next time I say, are you sure? Yeah. Just, just take, take the damn book. Okay. Yeah, just take I'm just, it. <laughs> I'm just going to take it, you know, but. We put back something else. I forgot, but if we, if I remember, I'll tweet it out. I remember there being something else that we put back that blew up, and we were like, first printing oh, wow. of Batman number one. You idiot! Yeah, the first, <laughs> the first one. What were you thinking? Amazing fantasy twice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Comic books, love, you could talk about relationship, man. Let me tell you something. There's nothing. They're the greatest in the world, and yet it's it's such an addictive habit. And yeah, mm-hmm. you know, you really just gotta. Ryan, has someone talked about damned on the book club? Not yet, but there's uh, the King of the North will be coming on later this summer, aka Emma okay. Davis. I can't wait for that. Oh, that's gonna be that's going. a story I really like, so I want to hear people talk about it. So I'm excited. Yeah, he, he asked. He said, "Does has anybody called that?" Because I asked him. I said, "Sir." Um, I know you think I don't like Canadians for some reason. For some, reason. I, I swear that I do. Would you, would you please come on and we can settle this uh, on the Batman Book Club? And he said I yes. I would, I would like it too. I love. And then it. yeah, he said Batman Dan. Does anybody call that? And I said nope. It's yours. And yeah. So late, late summer. It's on the, it's on the calendar. You have to talk about the old, uh, old stiff controversy though. That has to come up. Depends. Depends. Um. Depends on the on the temp. We might it might shrink in our time, and we don't have the we won't, we won't bring it up if we don't get excited about it. We won't bring it up. So. You can't bring it up if you're not excited. Yeah. It won't come up. So and and uh, short, Emmett, uh, as you're listening, we love you, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And yeah. we are Jones that you talk yeah, about jams. We yeah. are Jones. <laughs> We're gonna rock out with you know. Yep. All right, Zeddy, please save because this show went a very different way to close. Yeah. Sorry about it, that. No, no, no. 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 Do, thank you so much again for uh, coming on our show. It was truly a blast. But we always got to leave the folks wanting more. So before we get out of here, Ryan, I want you to plug everything. That you got going on, tell people where they can find you, where they can find you. Every show. single place, yeah. Every single place. Well, thank you, gentlemen, for having me on. This has been fun. Uh, you can find me on the Twitter at Lauer underscore Ryan Lauer, spelled like lower, but there it is. Most importantly, uh, follow the Batman Book Club on Twitter at the Batman BC for the podcast exploring the Dark Knight Library. It's available wherever you listen to podcasts. So, however, you are listening to this episode. 
just search for the Batman book club and you will find it. You will also find it. And the most recent episode was with a, a nice gentleman, Joe Fornerato, where we talked about Scott Snyder and Greg Capolo's uh, death of the family. Yeah, yes. It was a great fun conversation. And coming up next week, the next episode uh, with my bat bros, Justin Kowalski and Peter Vera, we're talking The Killing Joke. You heard of it? It was a fantastic episode. Great discussion between us us three. Uh, So be on the lookout for that. And that's about about it. The Twitter and wherever you find podcasts. (laughs) Boom, boom, boom. And T-Public. Anti yes. public with yeah, the really, logo you guys got. Yeah, he's yeah. got the Batman Book Club's one of the best logos there is. It's fantastic. You know, designed yeah. by Justin Kowalski. Justin he's the Kowalski, man. man. And yeah. I think my favorite is actually just like the Bat Book, like yeah. not no text, yeah. just the Bat Book symbol. Just, I think it's just, just fantastic. Yeah, so, so, cool, just so if you if you need another onesie for your baby, go to T Public. <laughs> Batman Book Club onesie. Yeah, they're available. So nice. All right, Caruso's. Where can people you can follow me? At everybody Caruso. wants to know. And Caruso Jr. On Twitter. Ahead, on Twitter, yeah, on Twitter. Right, yeah. yeah follow, me at, follow me at Nico Caruso. That's N I K K O C A R U S O. Twitter, Instagram, and Letterbox. Uh, you could find my film, TV, comic reviews over at www.letsgopodcast.com. As long as a ton of other shows I'm on, let's go Marquee with Zeddy, which is a film and TV one, of course. The Vigilante you're, li- you're listening to right now, and my father and myself are putting in are are putting together a little a little special rock and roll podcast. Well, that too, Ryan. Hold on, hold on, hold, hold your horses. Uh, we're putting together a really cool Kiss podcast with our good friend Rob Myers from Everyone Loves the Drink. That's going to be launching very soon, and you can hear a very special episode of. In addition to the one with Ryan, there's going to be a very special sub episode of the Vigilante, whereas we got the world's finest talking about Batman and Superman. Well, technically Batwoman and Superman and Lois, but the Italian coalition for a proper Spider-Man is coming yeah. with, 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 with the Caruso's and Peter Vera, our paisans, our flip flip, our spaghetti noodles are coming and we're talking <laughs> Friday. Ball, baby. We will not reveal the, we will not reveal the topic until the show comes out, but it may have something to do with the greatest Spider-Man of all time. Toby versus Tom, baby. It's not Toby versus Tom. Cause that will never be a debate. Um, but Agreed. no, no. Uh, all joking aside, we're going to do a movie and a comic story. So it'll be nice. very exciting. It'll be very exciting. So flip, flip. Everybody gets one. Shout out to Family Guy. That's That was a Spidey reference. No one got that. But maybe Ryan. <laughs> I thought he he might have got it. I'm not sure. But uh, everybody gets one. Sh- shout out to Batman Dam. <laughs> <laughs> Uncensored first print. Wow. You guys are more busier than me now. Woo. Man, that's, that's still that's not. Hard to do. How, how the tide has turned. It's man, impossible. It's still impossible. Man, I don't know. I don't know, man. All right. Well, if you guys care to hear all my hot takes as of late, you guys can follow me on Twitter at Zeddy is because I am whatever Twitter needs me to be. So <laughs> I love that one. Uh, you guys can follow my letterbox at Zeddy Films. I try to review one film a one one film a week to try to keep everything up to date. So go give me a follow on there. All my film and TV reviews that will include Superman and Lois and Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead. Uh, that will be coming out sometime this week, so be on the lookout for all that. That's at letsgopodcast.com. Follow the YouTube channel at Let's Go Podcast because I am also on Let's Go Marquee, like Nico said. 
and the hitch where I break down some trailers. And then, yes, there is World's Finest as a sub show on this show where Chris Evans and I break down Batwoman so you don't have to. And she's Man <laughs> Lois. So be on the lookout for all that. Please do follow this show at Vigilante1979 over at Twitter. Please feel free to rate and review this show and Ryan's show, The Batman Book Club, over at Apple Podcasts because they really do help the show grow. And if you leave a review for either of our shows there, might be a special prize in it for for something for someone maybe just maybe uh so be on the lookout for all that yes nico what's up no no no, no, no. i was gonna say something no, 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 no. just keep going keep going keep going keep going okay well going. we do also have a <laughs> public store as well so uh, check out the batman book club and check out us just search vigilante 1939 podcast and hook yourself up with some stuff that would be greatly appreciated but until next time, we are going to leave you guys with that. So, <laughs> say. so uh, again, thank you so much again, <laughs> Ryan, for coming on this show. Uh, well, I'm sure we'll have you on again soon. So, for Ryan Lauer, for Nico Caruso, for his father, Nicholas Caruso Jr., my name is Nick Zanik. As Michael Keaton's Batman always says, I want you to tell all your friends about me. We live in a society. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>